0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I don't know about the places where you hang, but where I go, places where you can get smoked meat and really delicious decadent desserts. People are talking about the college football playoff. As painful as it is, I think they got it right. Florida State, 13-0, penalized for their quarterback not being healthy. But, you know, when you play in that conference, you're just a tick below the SEC. And Bama, with its win over Georgia, gets to go back. And uh, Michigan and Washington, most deserving so I have no problem with the way the Final Four shake out. Texas gets the nod, and Florida State is on the outside looking in. Thank you for spending some time with me. I'm Danny Mack, and this is the Danny Mack Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money that 10 bucks in same-game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. All right, let me get to the college football that I want to talk about. It has nothing to do with our Final Four and the future of the college football playoffs. It has everything to do with the news over the last two weeks or so and how little coverage it has garnered in Chicago and how wrong that is because Northwestern head coach David Braun and his 7 and 5 Wildcats deserve a ton of credit for the season they just completed and I will be rooting for the Purple Snarlers when they go to the Vegas Bowl on December 23rd to take on Utah Northwestern 7 and 5 Utah 8 and 4 the Utes are a 9.5, 10-point favorite early on in this thing. But for Northwestern to recover from all it was dealing with back in July and when camp opened in August, for them to rally together and win seven games is one of the craziest most improbable accomplishments we've seen in the last 25 years in Chicago sports, and I don't think that's overstating it. And I want to know where the coverage has been. Where, where has it been written by anybody with teeth, if they're in fact our columnists with teeth left in Chicago, to give David Braun and his players the credit they richly deserve? He was t- he had the interim tag taken off of his business card recently. He was voted the Big Ten's coach of the year, and I've seen and heard almost nothing to give any credence, give any praise to the Northwestern program. And I wonder if that is one hundred percent related to the way people were talking about Pat Fitzgerald, the Antichrist near the end of his tenure there, and how everybody who couldn't wait to get him on the phone when things were going well bailed on Fitz and painted him as, as evil for everything that went on under his direction. Some of it he knew. Some of it he didn't know. But I don't know why people can't just put that aside and say, look, Dave Braun and, and these kids who won out and won seven games this year had nothing to do with any of that. Braun was hired after last season. He's been at North Dakota State. He's been at Northern Iowa. He played at Winona State from Kettle Moraine High School in Cluster F, Wisconsin, Young man getting his first opportunity, it would have been so easy for him to just curl up in the corner and die. But Braun didn't do that. He exhibited leadership right out of the gate at the Big Ten kickoff luncheon. David Braun acted like he'd been there before, and he hadn't. He comported himself in in crisis management times like he'd done it before. And what he did with the team this year cannot be, cannot be overstated. To win seven games, on the heels of winning a game, uh, winning two games the year before. Northwestern has been bad for several years. And it's a, it's a tribute to Fitzgerald for hiring a guy like Braun, who I thought would have been completely overmatched and pancaked by everything he was dealing with. When it became clear Fitzgerald wasn't going to survive, people were scrambling. Northwestern players were tripping all over each other to get to the transfer portal and find an exit strategy. The assistant coaches were, were, were wiped out. They were rebuilding his staff on the fly with training camp right around the corner and they won seven games. They won at Wisconsin this year, breaking a 14-game conference road losing streak. They have a bowl assignment. Do you know how rare bowl assignments used to be for Northwestern football? For those of you who aren't old enough to remember life before Gary Barnett, when Francis Pay or Dennis Green when they were coaching Northwestern football and two or three wins every year was all you'd see. Their only real chance it'd be in the Illinois game a lot of the times. And sometimes not even there because John Makovic had some pretty good teams in the eighties at Illinois. But what Barnett did in 92 flipping that program, I don't think it's it's head out over the skis at all. And Mike North at the score said it at the time. It's one of the greatest stories, one of the most improbable stories, paraphrasing North, in the last 50 years, in the second half of the 20th century. It's one of the biggest stories in Chicago sports. I agreed with that. I still do. It's crazy that team wound up winning 10 games in 95 and going to a Rose Bowl. Are you kidding me, Northwestern? The team so many people were wanting to see launched from the conference? They can't compete in this league. Why not go independent? Why not join the Ivy League? Why not be, be in the E? Find somewhere else to go. You can't compete in the Big Ten. Gary Barnett changed that. And Randy Walker, who followed Barnett, kept the program going. In fact, he had to restart it because Barnett, for all of the good things he did, his wanderlust near the end of his run kept him from keeping the cupboards full of D1 talent. When Walker took over, he said to me privately, I I don't know if I have a Big Ten offensive lineman in the weight room. He was terrified by what he had inherited. But they wound up winning. And after Walker passed away from a heart ailment, very young man, early 50s. I think Randy was 52, if memory serves. And Pat Fitzgerald comes in, and he continues the program's success and then takes it to levels that were just unprecedented. That SOB won 109 games in his career at Northwestern, and people treat him on the way out the door like he is Satan. I, I don't get it. I want to know why. The Chicago Tribune has an un un unbylined editorial. Nobody wants to claim a few nice thoughts about Braun and Northwestern winning seven games and getting to a bowl game. On December 1, an editorial was published in what used to be the world's greatest newspaper, and the byline was by the editorial board. Who the F is the editorial board? Is Paul Sullivan too busy? You're in the wake of the news columnist. He can he can't write about about David Braun? Uh, anybody doing you know a major day part salute on either the score or ESPN have they said nice things about Braun or does everything circle back to FitzGerald? It seems like that's what they want it to be. Media don't want to give this Northwestern team, any love. Braun had nothing to do with the car wash. These kids who went out and won seven games had nothing to do with any of that hazing activity we all were so shocked by. I actually wasn't that shocked. This past summer, nobody can say anything good. Well, that's bullshit. It has been a really lean year in Chicago. Can you say something positive on the way out of the door into 2024 about some kids and young coaches who deserve a lot of credit? They're playing in the Vegas Bowl on December 23rd. Okay, that ain't the Final Four. I get that. It's not a trip to Indianapolis to play in the Big Ten title game. Iowa got that. And boy, did they prove to be as offensively impotent as they were the entire year. To to win the Big Ten West as bad as the Big Ten West was this year. For Iowa with that offense, to, to win it and get to Indianapolis without an offense that can move the sticks is crazy good. But this Northwestern team, man, they, they have won four straight bowl games going into this Vegas Bowl. They've won five of their last six. This is at Northwestern. I want to remind you, there was a 40, 50-year stretch where they were never expected to win anything. Never going to win more than three or four games in a year. They've won five of their last six bowl games. Going back to the 2012 New Year's Day win over Mississippi State. And that one almost got away at the end. Use the play clock. Use all of it. I was shouting as they finally pulled one off. And then they, uh, they lost the next year. And then and now they've won four straight, including wins over Pitt and Auburn. <laughs> give this man his credit that he deserves. David Braun deserves a ton of credit. The coaches and media around the conference were aware of it, obviously. They voted him coach of the year. Why locally isn't he getting any, any accolades? No pats on the back. Why? Because Pat Fitzgerald picked him to be his defensive coordinator? Evil Fitz, anything Fitz did was wrong. Look, the guys who made that team this year, the, the, the upperclassmen who made that team go and win seven games are a testimony to their exiled head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. They rallied in the face of adversity, and that's what, that's what sports are supposed to teach, Right. That's what we're supposed to learn from all this. How do we handle ourselves in times of crisis? Do we cower and fall apart? Do we flat out quit? Or do we pull up the bootstraps? Actually, I don't know of anybody who wears boots. And if they did, they wouldn't have straps. And go to work. Roll up your sleeves and go to work. And that's what Dave Braun and his guys did this year. And I think it's a crazy incredibly cool accomplishment for Northwestern to win seven games this season and get itself in a bowl game. I hope they kick the crap out of Utah in that game. And I wonder if anybody will stand up and say, nice job. All you were dealing with hell, there was talk that the season might have to be suspended. You might remember it was just talk, but There were plausible arguments why you should have been talking about that. Do you put the football program on hold for a year and regroup? Now, the Big Ten wasn't going to allow that, but that was a conversation that wasn't without merit. There were reasons to be having those discussions. It was viable. If you had 30 kids who left the program, it wound up not being so substantial. But if you did have that, that would have been in play. And here they turn around and they win seven games. And I think they should be given credit for it. I don't think that's too much to ask. David Braun earned the coach of the year. You know who's earning the NFL's MVP award, in my opinion? It's Tyree Kill. If I can make a quick NFL transition before... I roll credits here on this edition of the Danny Mac Podcast. Tyreek Hill this year has nine receptions of forty or more yards. That is the most in the NFL. Mike Evans, uh, one of uh, Rashid, uh, Rashid, Rashid, or Rashid Habib, uh, not Akeeb Talib of the Saints, also has six, and Mike Evans of the Buccaneers with six, but fifteen hundred yards almost for Tyreek Hill. He is clearly, clearly the best player on that offense. He makes them go. You can say what you want about Jalen Waddell, but he pales in comparison to what Hill gives that football team. And the running backs who were so good early on this season have been fairly quiet the last five or six weeks. Raheem Mostert had a nice day Sunday as the Dolphins blitzed Washington like everybody else does. But he'll catch his five balls for 157 yards and two touchdowns and just put his signature on that game early. Nobody can run with that man. I submit he has done more for his team, his 9-3 and three team, than any other offensive player in the league has done for his outside of the quarterback position. And Patrick Mahomes has played his way out of the MVP conversation I think after last night's loss to the Packers, even though it wasn't all on him, people are tired of waiting for the Kansas City Chiefs to break out and waiting for Mahomes to get back to authoring Mahomesian-type performances, the kind we haven't seen much of this year. Tyreek Hill is my MVP. They won't give it to him. It's a quarterback's award. You can't give it to Jalen Hurts? after San Francisco whipped their ass. Brock Purdy played great. He ain't an MVP. Christian McCaffrey, maybe, maybe. And again, I mean, the MVP doesn't mean everything to me. I, I, I root most of all for, you know, the confetti shower in early February, winning a championship, but it's an award that a receiver has not won. And that may change this year. I doubt it. But if I had a vote, it would be tough for me not to give my first place vote to number 10 of the Miami Dolphins, who is an exciting effing player. Thank you very much for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Adam Dellebitt is the man. At Pet Rivers, who makes everything possible. The Birthday Boy, Sam Michael, is my executive producer. I also thank Randy Merkin, Troy Mocker, and Alex Pastor for all they do behind the scenes. I'll be back in a couple of days. I don't I can't tell you when specifically. It may be Wednesday, it may be Thursday, it may be both. Uh, I have an interview I recently did with Bears, former Bears Safety Gary Fensick. Two parts for that one, one on these Bears, one on his Bears. I think you'll like that. I've got more to say about the Corey Perry departure from the Blackhawks, Patrick Kane in a Red Wings uniform these days. There's lots going on. So I'll be be flapping again very soon. And if you haven't subscribed already, do so. That way you're notified. Whenever a podcast is dropped, you get an alert and you can go right to the macker because he's got something to say about something on a given day. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple of days on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. I'm Dan McNeil. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.